Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City, live from Austin, Texas, your hometown motorsports radio show, broadcasting all over the planet via stream, YouTube, Facebook, (laughs) Twitter, whatever you want. This is John Massengill sitting in the studio. Sitting in the studio with Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you, boys? Yeah, was a. Oh, was any better? It would hurt. Well, I guess it could be better if your team had won. I don't want to totally down you out. <sighs> well, just, I figured is, I that way, is that where you're going to start? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you came in second. I guess is, oh. that, is that the way? <laughs> Penalties? Is that what happened? Is that what happened? Grid just, places. Uh, just just talk about my whole life with, with my football team. And yes, penalties is what you could talk about. Yes. You mean soccer team? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave that you, there. You, you think it's funny, don't you? But no, I don't. I, I was actually rooting for the Great Britain. What are they? The Are they the no, Lions? No, England, England. 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 We beat Scotland, so it couldn't be break Great Britain. <laughs> okay. Welcome uh, to Speed City Soccer Football. We're, we're going to talk motorsports. We have oh, a great okay. show of motorsports, actually. I was going to change stations. Because we, we have two race drivers coming on the show. We got yes. First, we have Hunter McElray, who's racing in the Indy Pro 2000 series. Just one last week at Mid-Ohio. Yes. And uh, fifth, I think, I think in the championship. Yeah, fifth overall. And, uh, yeah, knocking, knocking down some good skittles. He's been on the show. He's fun. He's a fun great guest. Great fun guy. And we're going to talk a little Formula One with him, a little uh, his career, and a little Indy Pro 2000. And we also have, after that, later in the show, we have uh, race driver Alec Udell. He's with the Kelly Moss Academy. He's a race driver a long time. You've probably heard of his, heard his name before, but he's going to come on uh, talking yeah, about Yeah, if you pay him. attention to who gets on the podium, you've heard his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Texan. Yes, and we're going to talk a little. Uh, we're going to talk some Formula One stories, um, a little bit of everything. Calendar, little, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot about the calendar. Maybe some. We're going to talk about the possibility. We've talked about this before, but Les seems to think that there's even better chance now that Coda is going to get a second Formula One race right here in Austin. So with MotoGP now back on in October, we could have a very, very, very Busy October. Three world championship points races, races. Yeah. in October. Yes. Uh, let's and then see. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, Halloween. And, then, and then followed by Halloween. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll mention Formula E. It was in New York City this weekend. Um, and I spent a way too much time watching I Goodwood. didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing. Goodwood is so much fun. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that wasn't Goodwood. No, no, that was no. There was some of that at Goodwood, actually. Yeah, probably so. I Did saw you the, see uh, that Lotus, that two thousand horsepower electric Lotus? I did not. It did not. Did not sound good, but man, it looked good. I of didn't know what it was. It didn't it sound looked, good. Well, it looked awesome. It looked really good. So what, they, what, what's going to happen with all these electric vehicles? Well, that go the back so of fast? the Lotus. The back of the Lotus has these huge ports in the back. I figure put some giant speakers back there, yeah. and then cho- and choose whatever you want. If you want a an old uh, Formula One V8 at 18,000 RPM, just plug it in, MP3. There you go. It could happen. Uh, let's see. In fact, let's let's start with that, with with Goodwood, because I probably – I didn't watch a ton of it, actually. I watched the uh, – let me get up my notes, because I have some good notes about all of that. But um, I, I watched the shootout, the hill climb shootout. Oh, I missed that. And, you know, they start with cars. The one that, that – the, the Mercedes from 1903, 1903 Mercedes, 60 horsepower. And that takes two people in it, right? 
that, I think, yeah, that was the two with the mechanic hanging out like a motorcycle sidecar guy. Yeah. You know, with so he could move the weight of the car around. Before Ray Haroon invented yeah. mirrors. Yeah. Well, it's not only that. That's so the man who won the first Indy 500. And he invented the wind, well, mirror. The mirror, yeah. Because before that, those passengers were wheel changers and Mechanics. spotters. Yeah. They were the official spotters. That was their job. And, and rear view mirror. Well, guy. yeah. Spotters. And even more yeah. so, they had a very practical in that uh, on some of the vehicles, they actually operated the auxiliary fuel pump for when they're at high speed. Oh, they, they were doing that. Yes, that's right. That's be in my notes. On the fuel speed. That's right. On the fuel pump. And if they broke down, they would have to do the winder. Yeah. As well as make the sandwiches. Or just get out and push. <laughs> yeah. And, and you all forgot about how much of the, the weight distribution those guys made up of those That's cars. another, balance was another key. Yeah. But they, they had the mechanics pumping on the yep. dashboard, the, the pump straight out of the dashboard. And he was just pumping away as the yeah. car was going up the hill. You see, now, that would be a better idea for the doubleheader at Coda. Let's get vintage Mechanical cars. Mechanical fuel pumps? No, vintage cars, and everybody gets a passenger. Ooh. Like an F2 driver or a, a winning fan. We could run a competition. You get to ride with Verstappen in the 1903 well, Red speaking, Bull of Zero. speaking of that, Lando Norris was at Goodwood driving the McLaren, which one was it? The MP45B. Did he get any penalties? <laughs> Six grid places. <laughs> I want to talk about that later. I do too. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I feel like I'm not as well versed as you're going to be on it. So I do want to talk about that, about last F1 race, all mm-hmm. the penalties and all that. Goodwood. Um, Goodwood. So, yeah, so go if ahead. you don't know what Goodwood is, it is this fantastic international festival taking place there in England, the Goodwood Country Club slash racetrack. And everybody that's anybody shows up there, and that's why Dave O'Neill's not here. But anyway. He's supposed to call yeah. in, but I have a feeling I yeah. know where he's Yeah, I know where he's about this hour. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, so everything imaginable will show up, all the way back from those, you know, 1900 race cars to the modern stuff will show up and you'll have personalities from all generations racing and it's always so much fun one of the key things you know i'm a andretti fan uh, mario drove his championship car this weekend it, it, while he did, was there. did you see him in one of those majestic old houses just uh Looking out at the audience, it looked like the Pope. <laughs> of course, <laughs> and it was perfect. Kiss well, after that kiss of Elio yeah. Gastronevas, he pretty much is. <laughs> and it, of course, it was Mario, so it was perfectly appropriate. Ah, oh, that is so cool. But his uh, grandson was winning at the weekend. That's too. right. That's right. Marco. Marco won a race. Yeah. Well, so is he done now? Oh, you think so? You think he might scratch what the monkey? Marco's a nice guy, but oh man, I, you know, I've he's been not... wishing for that a long time. Now he's driving well. He was in the SRS six, uh, SRX series on That's Saturday right. night, and uh, yeah, got his first win. We may him. be actually up against that right now. CBS plays it. They don't play it live, but they play it, and I think it. No, maybe... it was live yesterday. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. I okay, maybe it. it's maybe it's a replay, I, or maybe was it the C? The you know, like my dad and recorded everything, did? Well, no, I think it was. You may have seen it. Was it the app or was it on cable TV? I watched it on uh, on CBS non cable TV. Huh. Okay. It's oh, on national good. TV. Oh, well, I missed it. As was Formula E. Big yes. Kudos to them. Motorsports is finally making it to mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> or is CBS desperate? I don't know. Yeah, one of the two. But no, it's good news. I mean, uh, if you remember, Formula E was on Fox uh, Sports. Uh, and, 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 and all seriousness, um, that's a big major thing for them. Um, they've got a, a worldwide audience, obviously. Uh, but Formula E to get on to network television yes. um, on a Saturday afternoon. That's a pretty, very big pretty, deal. Pretty, pretty I agree. And Sunday. Good. That's a nice lead into a story. We'll wait. But of that story about the economic impact that you and I both stumbled yes. across of mm-hmm. motorsports in general. But a couple more things from Goodwood. My favorite car was, I know you'll know what it is, Les. You, I don't know, Jonathan, but a, a Chevrolet Cheetah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You know what that is? Well, I know it's probably a Chevrolet with spots on. <laughs> no, but it kind of looks like a Ford uh, from the 60s. Oh, I'm trying to think. Anyway, it has a, almost no back end. The, the end of the wheels is almost the end of the car. It's, a yeah. 6.9 liter, probably just board and strokes, heavy small block. Right. But it sounded awesome. So you're right. So the Cheetah, for our foreigner buddy, <laughs> looked like a Shelby He's Daytona. Got a green 
Yeah, green card, not a Texas card. Yeah, that's it, what it, it looks it, like. It looks like a Daytona. Looks like a Shelby Daytona. It's been the tail's been kind of docked and gotcha. yep. shortened. Okay. Uh, it was through the early '60s, like oh, you know, '62, three, four area through yep. about '66, '67, and last Chevy's, time England won a major trophy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did it to yourself. I, I didn't did. do it that time. <laughs> I did. But yeah, uh, wicked kind of you know. Rear heavy design vehicle, and it was really fast, uh, really quite competitive. It was, um, gosh, I think the designer was out of California here, but anyway, yeah, pretty wicked car. You just don't see very many. The last time I did see one was at uh, Laguna Seca for oh, okay. the Rolex Historics. Ah, uh, there's another really cool car that I want to. I'm trying to get a picture of it so I can send it to Casey, a producer. And it's a 1911 Fiat, and it is, it, it is, it looks like a, a little narrow single seater, but it's actually got two seats, and it's about three times as tall as it is wide. It mm-hmm. is a crazy. I'm trying to put this. I'll put it in the chat, Casey. But it is a really cool, um, old Fiat from 1911. But it was, if that's the one I'm thinking, it was actually almost using a. Um industrial motor so it was really tall and really big well it was fast because yeah. it averaged oh uh, let's see i don't know what i don't know how what it averaged but it's a really crazy cool car and there's a couple and the biggest crash that i saw at least in the shootout was a nascar 2012 nascar and was it in a right turn <laughs> yeah that's what happened it uh it hit the hay bales in the front, then hit the back, and then hit him again. It just totally shredded the car and stopped all the action for a while. Did Tony Sturt get out and throw his helmet? No, but it was uh, that was that Ouch. was the, the bummer of the uh, of Goodwood. But Goodwood's uh, great. Uh, I know. Is. you've been, John. I've been to Goodwood. List. Yeah, it's yeah. A, absolutely. If you are a, a racing fan and you're looking not to get a, involved in the the maelstrom that is the F1 Grand Prix in Britain, because that's pretty busy next weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, go and good Goodwood, or do both. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd, I'd love to arrive. Um, go to that. It, it, you know, you don't know whoever you're going to bump into. You could bump into Jensen Button. You could bump in, and, and all the drivers are by the cars. And generally speaking, you can walk around, and you will see some amazing sights. It's a private event, really. I mean, it's the Earl of March or the Lord March, and uh, it's his, on his private uh, grounds, and he's been holding it for several years. Well, s- several uh, decades, decades now. Uh, and they hold two events, actually. They have another one, which is more race-orientated. And the cool thing about that is everybody retro-dresses up, and they have spitfires, and everybody's in white overalls. So it's completely uh, all the women dress up in 50s gear, and it's really cool. What were the planes called? They're like the Thunderbirds, but it's... Uh, spitfires. Pit- no, is it? No, is, there's a different name. I can't remember what... The planes are spitfires, but the group is called, like, the Blue Angels, but it's something else. Oh. The team. But there were three Spitfires. It was really, really fun to watch. That yeah, we too. got to. Uh, I missed it, but our friend Gemma Scott played monkey Gemma. on a sidecar motorcycle. Did she really? I saw her doing some. To segments. one of the girls, yeah, yeah uh, with uh, one of the that lady like racers. Her. Yeah. Oh, I'd be I'd be all over playing monkey on one of those. All right, guys. Well, let's get into our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some Formula One. We'll talk about the, uh, last week the penalties and stuff first. When we come back, you listen to Speed City Live from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Let me give out the phone number if anybody wants to join the show. 512-643-LIVE. 512-643-LIVE. Five four eight three. All right, we have our guest on the line and young race driver from New Zealand. New Zealand, that's what I thought. And Hunter McElray, and he's currently well, fifth. Well, he's from Texas. If he keeps winning, well, yeah. <laughs> currently fifth in the Indy Pro Two Thousand. One last week at Mid Ohio. Hunter McElray, welcome back to Speed City, buddy. Thanks, guys. It's good to be back on, and uh, good to see you all again. And good to see you. And it says hometown Los Angeles, California, so we are going to start claiming you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a it's a long debate of uh, where I'm from. I mean, it's uh, probably most one of the most confusing nationalities, I guess. With you know, I, I was obviously born in in LA, and then my whole family heritage from New Zealand, and I have dual New Zealand and American uh, citizenships, and I've just raced under the New Zealand flag my whole life purely because my whole family's from there and obviously with my passport. Um, but obviously I, I also grew up in Australia for a pretty large chunk of my life. So I have three kind of, you're from everywhere, <laughs> three kind of nationalities going. Um, and it's, it's always a joke. Like Rob Howard and the commentator is always kind of getting confused. He's, tell, he's like, dude, I don't even know where you're from when I'm trying <laughs> to announce it in the middle of the races, which is kind of funny. And everyone else gives me a hard time about it, but um, I'm really proud of obviously to, to race under the New Zealand flag um, and I have a lot of great support uh, from New Zealand and uh, also Australia and America too. So uh, yeah, it's funny. It's always a funny talking point. Um, I definitely think I have probably the most unique uh, background with nationalities in the field. That's for sure. Well, uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty though. Great racing. You're beating the likes of Artem Petrov, not a bad paddler, Kevin Simpson leading the FR championship. Um, these are all good guys. Um, tell us about Minnehaha, Ohio. I mean, finally all coming together, together, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been a crazy year. Uh, I obviously started out well at Barber getting a win and then I was on pole at St. Pete and 
the middle part of the year was just super tough with a lot of bad luck and basically just, you know, issue after issue out of my control that kind of was holding me back from showing what I could do and also what was showing all the hard work the team had done uh, to give me a really fast car this year, uh, which I think obviously has been shown, you know, I, I got pole position and one minute higher. So uh, that was an awesome bounce back for sure. I mean, I couldn't really ask for a better way to come back and you know, even though I just got a podium I think I would have been would have felt like a win after the rough middle part of the season but you know to dominate like I did at mid Ohio was awesome and obviously much needed so uh, great points helped out a lot um, but I'm just really really happy because uh, you know to come back literally you know a week ago was or a week before the race was Road America where it was just so tough with so many issues out of my control and then it mentally can can hold you back sometimes um but everyone worked really hard uh and and everyone put their best foot forward and and kind of cleared their head myself and the team and yeah you know I just managed to to wipe it all off and clean slate and then just do what I do and yeah to dominate with a pole and win amid Ohio obviously this year the field is super competitive um you know, there's everyone is, you know, it's, it's kind of there were 17 cars at the start of the year, which is a big field, but it's kind of we've, we've obviously lost a lot of cars. So it's about 12 cars right now, but they're all very fast. Mm. So, um, you know, I think there's guys like Brayden Eves, obviously. Yeah, uh, who Rasmussen, you've been battling with for a couple of years know, now, right? Yeah, I mean, there's those guys who I've been battling with a couple, from a couple of years ago, but there's also, you know, Petrov, like you said. And, so many new guys like, you know, Kiffin Simpson, he's a young kid, obviously he's super young, but he's been doing a lot of laps and he's obviously quick too. So yeah, you've uh, basically got the FR I'm... leader and Hunter Yaney, the F4 champion who effectively are on the other side yeah. as well as being yeah. on the road to Indy. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the field is so tough. So um, yeah, to do what I did, uh, it makes it even more sweeter. Um, so the win, obviously, you guys know this being around racing a long time there's there's tough days sometimes unfortunately but when you get a win uh it makes up a lot for the bad days hunter i gotta ask you so you know what you did is pretty phenomenal but what are some tips you would give somebody to get out of their their funk and get their head back on straight i mean that that's a difficult thing to do yeah i mean it's you know, it's tough because I'm not going to lie. That guy was fine and happy and always positive. You know, I was really, really low. I was at really low points. Um, and yeah, pretty much the lowest of lows you could really get. But um, I think, you know, everyone's different in the way they handle things. I, I'm a person, honestly, like I'm a kind of emotional guy where I, I show my emotion um, and, you know, I needed maybe a little bit of time to kind of feel sorry for myself. But after that, it was about regrouping. Uh, and, and you've just got to, you know, you got to number one, believe in yourself and uh, believe in the people around you to, to get the job done. Um, because it takes not only in this sport yourself, but also the team. Uh, so you guys are going to be united as one. And if there's one you know, the team gives you the great car and the driver does the job, then, you know, it's on you. And then obviously it's, you got to, you got to expect it both ways. You know, you got to demand a good car, uh, which I've been really lucky to have from Paps Racing, give me a rocket and mirror higher. Um, but you also have to do the job. So together, you just got to put your heads, you know, heads together and, and make the most of what you have. Uh, and, you know, showing up to every weekend, you just got to have a fresh mindset and, and not bring, that with you because if you're bringing you know bad results with you all it's going to do is you know stop anything good that could possibly happen in the future you know like what's in the past is in the past uh and i feel like it's a lot easier said than done but you really got to just look forward because at the end of the day even even right all of us whatever's happened in the past has happened good bad or in between and the only thing that any of us can do is is looking forward is to change what can happen so well now that you've it's, got this it's hard and i think honestly probably you you got this win sorry, under your guys, belt uh, sorry you got this win under your belt though i mean that that changes everything right i mean that i've seen drivers after they have a win like this their confidence skyrockets 
And I mean, I know it's it's motor racing, right? We never know what's going to happen next week. You might show up and a complete engine failure, right? But you're you're. I mean, I've seen it before. You've got this win under your belt, don't you? You probably feel like you're going to be doing better and better now. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, uh, I obviously, like I said, I won at the start of the year, and I kind of was like mm. expecting the momentum to carry from that. And then for one reason or another, it's just been so much bad luck, basically, to to not get too much into it. Um, but now to kind of get that out of the way and then come back and do that. Uh, and for me, the best thing is as well, is that we're going back to mid Ohio to finish the year off. So it's like, yeah, I also have momentum, but I also have the confidence in that I was super fast, uh, obviously. And going back there, it's kind of, you know, it, mentally it's already quite nice knowing that I won there and I'm going back there to finish the year. So in the back of my mind, even though it's not, you know, the next race and the next challenge ahead of me. I know in back of my mind that I've got another opportunity to win two races, no matter what happens. So, um, you know, I'm just excited, like you said, to, to get a little kind of momentum and, and in this game, it's a lot of, a conf- it's a lot of a confidence can affect you a lot, just subconsciously. Um, and it's a very mental game. So to, to get that win, like you said, is definitely going to help me. I think, finish the year off really strong. Now, listen, uh, next up, like you said, Mid-Ohio coming up, uh, so is Jersey. But the one I'm really looking at is Worldwide Technology, uh, Madison, Illinois, and Oval. I know you've done one already, but what is your take, given oh. that you're not an Oval man, per se? I mean, yeah, like, I, I like Ovals, honestly. I had a really good uh, race last year at the Freedom 90 at Lucas Oil, uh, where I got my first Oval podium, which was big for me. Sure. Like you said, I don't really come from an Oval background. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm, I'm learning a lot of, I think, you know, I've only done, I, don't, I haven't even done five oil races yet. So obviously, like you said, I, I'm a lot less experienced, uh, but I'm saying that a lot of everyone else also doesn't have too much experience in ovals, uh, at this level, kind of similar circumstances to me that, you know, the road to Indies, their first kind of experience on these, on these types of tracks. So uh i have unfinished business definitely i think at uh gateway in particular last year Mm -hmm. didn't exactly have the result i wanted at all um but you know it's a new opportunity and i think coming off a win uh i have opportunity to test there as well which is going to be huge Uh, so you know i'm excited i mean it's just another challenge and i would really really love to to get my first over win and obviously be perfect timing as well um so yeah why not make it two wins in a row? It seems like a good place to do it. <laughs> hey, Hunter, I want to ask you about some Formula One topics here because when we went to break, we said we we're going to talk about Formula One. Jonathan, introduce the topic about the the, the regulations last week and all the penalties yeah, and everything. Yeah, I think why Hunter can talk to this is, you know, I, I cover the, the, the Junior Series pretty closely and, you know, you're always got a race director in your ear telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing on the racetrack and we had an F4 race the other day where things went wrong and, you know, so it's all a learning when you're at Pro 2000 level or US 2000, you're all learning all the time and, you're always up in front of race direction, even if there's the whole field sometimes. But when it gets to Formula One level, I just wonder whether the penalties that we're handing out in Austria, particularly to Norris, who is is suddenly becoming an arch villain in Formula One and is literally one step away from a race ban, which I just don't see. And I just wondered what your take on that was, Hunter. Yeah, it was interesting. Like I know that a lot of like people were split on the whole Lando thing. Like some people thought it was just a racing incident and, and others thought that, you know, oh, he deserved a penalty. But I think for me, like being really honest, there's been some F1 races that have been obviously so boring just with no racing at all. So I think oh, but this, like year's been, this year's been good though, hasn't it? This Yeah, this year's been really good. Um, and, that, and that's what I was getting at is, is that this year there's been a lot of, like really good racing and really close racing and the Red Bull and Mercedes battle. And I think when they're, you know, giving these penalty points uh, out, it kind of is incentivizing the drivers maybe not to race as hard, which, you know, I'm not saying for them to go feed wheels left and right and just drive like, you know, drive stupid. But I think that there has to be a little bit of wheel to wheel rubbing and, and banging because at the end of the day that's racing um and 
in my my opinion, with the whole Lando Norris thing, I think that was a racing incident, and that's what we like to see is is that sort of close racing. Um, so I think I really think that they have to be careful, like you said, Jonathan, with the with the the penalty points, and and Lando is on a fine line. He's close to getting a race ban, so he obviously isn't going to be pushing as hard as he would wheel to wheel, or without you know. Sure. Well, worrying about getting a penalty point and missing a race. Well, you know, the, the, I was thinking about this and they, they did call the, the subsequent penalties correctly if you follow the rule book. Yeah. But what I want is either yeah. some flexibility or something because I, you know, I didn't like what was happening, but I think that they're, and I do like that the drivers that, that everybody's complaining because we're sitting here talking about, it, and that's how things change, right? And I think the penalty that was far more egregious that weekend was Vettel on Alonso yeah, in qualifying. Absolutely. He gives, yep. gets three yeah. places for that. And frankly, if I were Alonso coming at the speed he was coming at on a, on a, a lap that you know he's going hell-bent for leather, it's got to be more dangerous and therefore more... I don't All right. Well, well guys, let's take, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue with Hunter McElroy and talking Formula One, Indy Pro 2000 and more. Listen to Speed City Live from Austin. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hi, I am an official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I'm here to say it's time to get personal, people. Tell the world who you are with a personalized plate from MyPlates.com, like me. I'm talking favorite color, favorite team, favorite charity, and, of course, favorite state, Texas. Add your own message, and then the magic really happens. I'm the official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I want to be your license plate. Go to MyPlates.com and order me today. Now that's what I'm talking about. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. Talk 1370. The right choice. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. Jonathan, you've got something to say. Yes, I would like to know <laughs> Hunter's take on the man we just heard from, Max Verstappen. And then, Hunter, following that, because I'm going to put you on the spot because I love doing that. Um, George <laughs> Russell, in or out, Bodas's drive, what's going to happen? First of all, what do you reckon to Max at the moment in terms of his driving? I think it's great. Um... In my opinion, I think Verstappen is is on par with with Lewis. Uh, I think Lewis cops a little bit of unfair kind of you know criticism, saying that it's all the car, which you know obviously the car has helped him a lot. Um, but yeah, I think Lewis is definitely one of the greats of all time. But I also think that Verstappen is too. So this year to see a little bit of the change of the guard, it's really cool because I feel like it's overdue. And in one way, I feel a little bit sorry for Verstappen 
in the sense in the sense of like he was definitely you know he won a race at I think 17 years old yep. so it was like he's going to be the youngest world champion in f1 ever but he just hasn't because of the mercedes dominance and yeah. he's still crazy young like 23 years old is still very very young to yeah. be doing what he's doing yeah, yeah um but he's the funny ironic thing is he's probably not going to be the youngest or he's not going to be the youngest world champion ever because this year even if he wins it Vettel will still be younger than he was when he won his first one so which is uh, ironic because he got four for red bull yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but i think he's yeah. really matured a lot just uh you know i think his presence and his maturity and, and his racing craft has matured a lot just in the past couple of years yeah well and also it, it helps when you're fighting for the championship too the frustration level goes down and his car is near perfect right now and all that so right. hey so let's talk about george russell like i want to get your take hunter but before we do that i want to play this clip that mm. we caught up with george russell when he was here for the 2019 usgp yeah. here in last Austin. century i know it seems weird <laughs> it feels like it does it was the last formula one race here at coda and that's been yeah. that long it's, yep. i hate that but but we talked to him about his career and a particular little move so let's let's hear that interview with uh, george russell you have a really interesting story I read about where you had a, a crossroads moment in your career where you were offered a drive in, in DTM with BMW. As a paid driver, you've met your goal. You're now a professional race driver, but you decided to go a different route and uh, talk about that. Yeah, so that's right. I mean, I, I had this really solid, uh, amazing offer on the table from BMW to become you know, a fully professional driver. Um, but at the same time, I had a phone call from, from Mercedes. Uh, they said they were interested, but there was nothing they could offer um, for that, that current season. But they said, you know, if you do a good job this year, we'll give you some We'll assess you on our simulator. If you, if we believe you're ready, we'll we can we'll we'll have an option to sign you at the end of the end of the season. But there were no guarantees, so I had to turn down the offer with BMW because Mercedes wouldn't have wanted to take a driver from another manufacturer um, for something that was not set in stone. But you know, it was it was a risk. Uh, by the end of the day, I, was, I, I thought I was still young. I was only 17 at the time. Um, and I sort of had my whole life ahead of me that if the Formula One dream didn't pay off, I would still have the opportunity to maybe look at other avenues. And I think if I didn't take that, I would have probably regretted it for the rest of my life. But then again, I could have got to the end of that season and Mercedes said, I'm not for them. And I'd have just lost that you know, huge contract I had that was set in stone that would have set me up for the, the next 10 or 15 years. So um, it was definitely a gamble, but a gamble worth taking. So Hunter, you were just talking about hmm. being in the depths and here's George Russell, who's on the precipice maybe of going to the best, one of the best Formula One teams and talking about, you know, maybe if they didn't want him, maybe he's not going to make it to Formula One. So first of all, can you commiserate, but also, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think he's going to go to Mercedes? I think he's going to go to Mercedes for sure. Um, you know, I think that without a doubt, he showed last yeah. year when he did that race at Bahrain, yeah. how strong he was. Um, and I was like surprised. Like I knew he was going to be fast, but I thought, you know, if he's like within a couple of tenths of Bottas and gets on the podium, he'll be like, yeah. Like to just jump in to jump in a car like that and, mm. and do that. Because not many people really understand like the intricacies of like a car that you get to know. And, and you can and, really he didn't even fit in the car, did he? He didn't really fit. You being what, six three? Yeah, I mean there like a lot of stuff was suboptimal as well. Like that wasn't him that wasn't the fastest that he was gonna be. Um, you know, jumping in a car, cold turkey, no like no preconceived idea. Like I know he's done like tie tests and stuff like that, but jumping straight into a race weekend and learning all these things, like there's so much time in that and just being comfortable and, and knowing your car, like an old shoe, you know, like an old pair yeah. of shoes where you just yeah. slide in, you know, everything. So for him to like, basically, in my opinion, like he basically won that race in yeah. his control. Like, yeah. like he had the race one and done. 
And then obviously what happened happened is part of racing, unfortunately. It's it's what makes the highs so high and the lows so low is that in this game, there's a lot out of your control, which can can hurt you. And uh, he obviously didn't win and didn't even get on the podium. But the, the underlying thing was that he won. He yeah. kind of won everybody. Eyes of like, he won everybody's hearts. Yeah. yeah. Everybody who watched yes. that agrees with you. He was, yeah. he should have won. He was on it. He should have for sure been on the podium. I mean, what was he? he got the wrong set of, he got one of some of Botas's tires or something at one point. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It, it was a complete ball drop from the team, yeah. which was crazy. Yeah. Which is so unlike them. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Considering how perfect they'd been all year to that point, it's like, wow, that's, that's interesting. But to answer your question of, do I think he's going to take the Mercedes seat? Yeah, I mm. definitely think. Because, Where does Motas go? I'm with you. Know, I think, honestly, like it's hard because I'm not going to say that Bottas hasn't done a good job because that would be not the case. You know, he's won F1 races. He's got a lot of podiums. Obviously, he's had the machinery to do so. But, you know, you look at guys, you know, no matter what, Hamilton will be one of the F1 greats. Uh, and, and you could make a case that he is like the best of all time. Um and being against a guy like that would be so tough mm. because it's not the usual kind of thing where there's like, uh, you know, two, like the best team and then two really good drivers where it's kind of like Rosberg and Hamilton was, you know. And I think, to be honest, you could also make a case for Nico Rosberg was actually a lot better than most people thought too. But yeah. that's all another I topic. was thinking that. I was um, just thinking that when you were, but, you were talking about Botox. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I would say, you know, you look at Barrichello and, and guys that were against Schumacher, they were always second to him. And that wasn't to say that they weren't world championship uh, level drivers. It's just they were against Schumacher. Yeah. And Bottas has just been against Hamilton, you know, and to, and to constantly be against that and be dealing with that and having to be compared to that. Is that your stomach, Jonathan? Always, yeah. you know, it just <laughs> must... Uh, must be so mentally taxing for, for Bottas. And I think, honestly, you know, his time has passed without without sounding, you know, too doom and gloom for Bottas. Obviously, but, it's but not what could he do he for a team hear. like uh, Williams or Alfa Romeo? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably what will end up happening is he'll, he'll end up getting a, a seat like that. You know, who knows if he goes back to Williams. You know, he used to race for them, obviously. Yeah. That seems like the most but, likely. Um, I think... Yeah, being realistic, I think Russell has shown time and time again um, that he, he kind of needs the opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe he goes and dominates Hamilton. Um, maybe he has a season like Rosberg did, or maybe he's as good as Botas in, in the Mercedes car. You know, no one knows. You know, he's obviously shown how good he is, but we don't know what he's like against Hamilton back-to-back in the same car. And I think everyone's wondering that. So I would love to see him in that seat. And, and personally, I think that he would be challenging Hamilton as good as Rodgersberg was, if not better. But um, you'd have to wait and see. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not a fortune teller, but knowing what I know and, and judging what I've seen from him, I definitely think that he's got what it takes to, to win a world championship. Well, I think Botas will wind up at Williams, and I think he will be kind of the the leader of the team, you know, against Latifi certainly. Latifi, yeah, yeah, Ludi, yeah, and so no, no yeah. sugar in mine. <laughs> so anyway, I think Botas is going to wind up being number one driver. I think he's going to bring a lot of experience, and I think that's going to rejuvenate Williams and uh, keep him going the direction they've started. But uh, I. I kind of feel like the maturity of Botas is going to be supportive of that team in their direction. He's a hell of a driver. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, Williams, I mean, I mean he, Russell's he's, just got to, he's, he's too good right now. He's got to take this opportunity. If, and I know that, you know, he will, but he, it looks like it's about to happen. He's paid his dues as well. I mean, this is yeah. what going to be his third full-time year. Wait, 2019. Mm. This will be his third full-time year in a Williams, which it's obviously soul destroying. It's, 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 <laughs> it's kind of like it's a waste, you know. It's it's a I'm not saying that Bottas in the seat is wasting the seat by any means, um, because obviously he's a Grand Prix winner, right? But for a guy like Russell, it's just a waste to have him 
running around where he is. And he's still doing some really good things, obviously qualifying in, in Q3 and, you know, just missing out on points. And that's impressive. And I think obviously it shows that he can get every last bit of speed out of, out of uh, the Williams, but um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. Hey, uh, I want to talk about, we just got about one minute before we got to go to break, but the sprint races that are about to happen at Silverstone, I want to just give us a quick 30, 40 second take on what you think of that. That's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait for that because huh. it's like, it's so, it's so new. Yeah. Because I like your attitude. I yeah. think that's what F1 needs is that it needs some unpredictability. You know, it, that, that's, I think what it lacks, obviously with, you know, the certain teams being so strong, you can kind of really guess who's going to be where and who's going to be, you know, strong at this track or, or whatever. But to have this kind of unpredictability with, okay, maybe they qualify on pole, but who knows in the sprint race, it's going to determine the grid, they have a crash and then they start last, you know, or, or something like that. So uh, I think it brings this whole new element of what's going to happen. Maybe Lando Norris breaks through for a win or, or something like that. You just never know. So I think the unpredictability of it is going to be super exciting. Awesome. I am so happy that you said that you're excited yeah, about it. Yeah, me too. I, I, am, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited about it. All right, guys. Hunter, you want to stick with us? We're going to have Alec Udell, but why not? Let's make it a make it a party. Well, we want to talk about coaching. Yeah, exactly. So Something stick with doing. us. All right, stay with us through the break. We got Alec Udell coming on. You listen to Speed City Live in Austin. Back after a quick break. USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiasts looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. Welcome to Name Your License Plate. I'm Biff Biffington. All right, Mary Lou, for the cash, the trip, and a new car, name your license plate. Easy. My plate is ADD24. ACL, ATM, ABC, ACDC, AAA. I can't remember my plate. You should have gotten a personal Texas plate from MyPlates.com. They're so memorable. And I could have saved 40% with a five-year commitment. Be a winner and order your personalized license plate from MyPlates.com. Talk 1370. Hello to everyone. This is Gunther Steiner. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. It's the I... guy with the car. The car. <laughs> That was Gunther. I'm not Gene. We haven't we haven't talked to Gunther in a while. There's really not been much to talk no, about. I'm not Gene. I'm Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Gene. I'm Gunther. Inside joke, folks. Uh, that was that was less on the grid at Monaco. Yeah, excited. Calling, calling awesome Gunther debut, buddy. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Gunther will remember me. Uh, all right. Well, we, we have our next guest on the line. We're going to keep Hunter McElroy on the line with us too. But we are very excited. To welcome Alec Udell from the show and Alec to the show. Alec is a longtime race driver with Kelly Moss Racing as well. Alec, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys. Very excited to be here this evening. Well, thank you very much for spending your Sunday night with Speed City. We appreciate it. You should be practicing because the guitar I can see in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got me in my uh, my little office here. Hey, Alec, well, tell us. Well, just give an introduction to yourself first of all, because I know you with Kelly Moss, but you've also had a, a great racing career. Yes, definitely. So I, uh, I'm 25 years old. I've been driving since I was five, started out in go-karts, uh, as most kids do <laughs> these days. And, uh, I've raced kind of all over the world, spent some time in Europe in the GT4 series in 2019, won that championship, won GT3 cup championship in the United States in 2016. And then I transitioned in 18, a little yeah. bit to do driver coaching, uh, started with Kelly Moss then 
And I've been driving in GT3, GT4, GT3 Cup this year with Kelly Moss in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo car. That's uh, where, where I, I saw him. <laughs> what, what he was wasn't that? finished. He's still Sorry, going. Sorry, carry on, carry on. <laughs> okay. Sorry, three blinky uh, boys in studio. in a uh, Mercedes AMG GT4 and GS. Uh, and then we've got this uh, coaching platform, this online basically being able to prepare your tra- prepare yourself for the racetrack before you get there. Cause that's what a, a lot of what we do with our driver uh, Academy, the, the people that we work with in terms of coaching with Kelly Moss road and race. And so bringing that into a place where we're able to help people understand what it takes to compete at a championship winning level, which is what we do. Mm. So that's what I've been doing this week. Yeah. Hanging out with Alec. And, and the Kelly Moss <laughs> well, no, tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, online. No, this is generally a very cool uh, approach to it because, you know, not all of us have a track convenient, Formula One track, you know, 20 well, you minutes from the office. But Alec goes through and he helps you with mindset, things to think about your car. Regardless of whatever track you go to, he really kind of helps you appraise this before you get there, how to set yourself up and uh, walk in already in that mindset, not to have to just drink from the fire hose when you arrive. So, mm. so it's been a great series. I've been enjoying some of it is, you know, easy refreshers, but some of it are like, oh, that's a good take or a good approach for it. Well, Alec, yeah, and, and the yeah, whole thing is it's, it, sorry. Go ahead. I was just say the whole thing is it's how, you know, I approach the track, how I approach getting ready for the racetrack. And so it's just bringing that preparation, which, you know, it's, it's very, seldom that you can get to the racetrack so uh, being able to to take advantage of all the time that you have you know it's it's different than most other sports and so people don't really appreciate it for what it is i think yeah alec we've also got hunter McElray who races in pro 2000 and he's going to be doing a little coaching next week at brainerd uh and i mean you know to a certain extent i'd be interested for you guys to on air swap notes a little bit um do you find the same thing hunter in that uh you're you're also bringing your game, but 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 what what what's your take on the same thing? Yeah, I mean it's I think it's totally different in the sense of um, I kind of do a little bit of the coaching on a part time basis in between races when I can, and it, and it's a lot more kind of at the track. Uh, but like Alec touched on, you know, most of the work has to be done before the track, you know, because it's the actual time you spend driving relative to how long you have before and after the event to prepare for it is pretty much almost more important because, you know, I I like to say the easy part actually is driving the car Mm. and, you know, the preparation and everything before that is, is the work and what I kind of do at the track, um, you know, it's obviously there's a stuff like looking at the data and looking at the video and things like that. But a lot of it also, you know, depending on if you're working one-on-one with the driver, or working with a bunch of different drivers. You know, I find when I've worked with one-on-one with a driver uh, and, and knowing this from, you know, driving myself, it's a huge mental mental game and keeping yourself in that mindset of, you know, that's almost a sweet spot of, of what you, you know you need to be in to compete at your best level. Because if you're not necessarily maybe have your head in the game or, or something like that, yeah, it definitely can hurt your results on track. Yeah. Alec, does that resonate with you as well? Yeah, totally. And and a lot of what we do, of course, at the track is going to be the data analysis, the video analysis, and those systems are extremely helpful. And so it's taking, taking that and applying that same concept to uh, in between the uh, races because once we get there, there's, there's, it's such an information overload when you're at the track. A lot of the guys that I'm working with are gentlemen drivers. And mm-hmm. so being able to help them really understand and, and kind of detach from the day-to-day, the business elements that they have in their lives. And then we work with, of course, the junior drivers as well through the Kelly Moss program and being able to get them like Hunter was talking in the right mindset. And they may, they may have the skill uh, and they might be able to to put the laps together, but it's it's important to be able to do that consistently and get yourself into a mindset where you're like not just focused on driving a fast lap, but uh, competing and, and driving at a high level. Which hmm. it, it it can, I mean, the the mindset is is extremely important. That's a lot of what we focus on in uh, the online academy. Here is is getting your mind right because if your mind's not right, then you're going to have a bad time out on track. That's really cool. I had not heard of anybody else besides uh, Kelly Moss doing this. I've not. Is this, you think this is going to be something you're, we're going to see more of? Do you think it was from COVID? Yeah, I think it definitely is. Uh, over the last year, of course, with, uh, you know, all, 
different in-person things being canceled and lockdowns and whatnot, there was this wealth of information that we had and we were like, okay, well, we, we use a lot of this anyways with our normal drivers uh, on the team. And so how can we take this and put it into a platform where we're able to not only share it with the people that are racing with us, but also reach a larger audience and, and be able to, you know, even when we're not at the racetrack being doing our favorite thing, which is working with drivers and talking racing. <laughs> so we've got a young driver in the, in the studio. He's really just, <laughs> it's just classic zoom these days. We had a dog in the studio. He's his puppies, but, uh, okay. You know, hey. I'm going to tell you, Alec one up the puppy in the studio. So one of the nights oh, this yeah. week we're, you know, the online course and, and we're all intent and focused on that. And then Alec starts getting kind of overridden audio wise by a car on a dyno in the shop because he's out in the <laughs> hey, edge that, of the that's shop. Okay. Well, that's okay. Right. That's like cool. That. I like, I like how's that for a great setting? <laughs> but, you know, about the uh, Kelly Moss Racing, and and y'all definitely need to check it out, kellymossracing.com. Look for the Driver Academy. Uh, Victoria Thomas is a big proponent of that, one of the founders. I think it's of... kellymoss.com, and it's Kelly Moss Road and Race now. They've, Isn't it? Is that correct, Alec? That's correct. Yeah, kellymoss.com, and there's a Driver Academy tab. And then, yeah, the, the team is uh, Kelly Moss Road and Race. There you go. That's the site right there. There you yeah. go. But uh, it's great because it, it does all these things that you can do away from the track and start getting prepared for it. And uh, just, a, just a lot of fun. It's uh, a lot of value. Even if you've, if you've been out on the track and you know, you've just been away maybe through the pandemic, uh, definitely a lot of value to it. Yeah, and there, this is not a sponsor thing at all. This is just we thought it was a cool thing they yeah. were doing. So Yeah, hey. Kelly, uh, last time they were here, Kelly told me about it. Uh, excuse me, not Kelly. Victoria told me about it here at Coda, and was like, "You need to check it out." And it was uh, Carissa Very Cobb cool. that also brought it up. So, mm-hmm. hey, Alec, I noticed you looks like you have uh, the right chair for a racing room. <laughs> do you uh, do you do you got to set up and and do some online like actual sim and racing? And and what do you do? Do you game or what do you do? Yeah, I, I kind of do it all. I grew up as a gamer. Uh, you know, I think that's pretty normal for for this time. So I, yeah. I play, of course. Of course, a bunch of uh, racing games. I spent a bit of time on iRacing, a little more time on Assetto Corsa because uh, my GT4 championship car is on that game. So I spent some time <laughs> driving my own car. Oh, that's uh, cool. Um, How do you look yeah. in animation? Are you happy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in the photo, it's it's our screen sh- or our, our uh, headshot from the season. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Hey, yeah. listen, I, I want to ask you before we, we go, we're, we're heading out now. Um, yeah, we but, got two uh, minutes. Yeah, so. I just want to find out what you both are doing next. I know we've heard from Hunter. He's, he's taken on the Oval in Illinois, but he'll be back at Mid-Ohio, uh, fifth in the championship. Alec, I do remember now because I was scratching my head. I saw you uh, in IMSA at, uh, um, at Mid-Ohio uh, yes. at, uh, in the uh, Super Trofeo. Great season there. Um, how's that going? Yeah, so we just finished up Watkins Glen a couple of weeks ago, had two podium finishes there, and we are, the next Super Trofeo race will be in August, the next uh, Mercedes race is this weekend at Lime Rock, so I'll be heading awesome. up there this week, and then uh, on to Mid-Ohio, or not Mid-Ohio, excuse me, Road America in August. Any dibs on Botas's seat, given that you're an AMG man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love the opportunity. <laughs> Hey, I want to ask like you. Just like anyone would, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to ask you, Alec, real quick. We asked Hunter earlier about the sprint races coming up at Silverstone. Yay! Thumbs up, thumbs down. I, I think it's 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 going to be interesting. Of course, you know, I, I like seeing strategy in motorsports. It's it's a very different element that you could see. So when when strategy <laughs> is out the window and people just have to show their outright speed, it's going to be really cool. Well, I'm just happy they're giving us the opportunity to, to, and to do something, to view this, to see, yeah, <laughs> yeah to yeah. do something. Um, all right, well, gentlemen, thank y'all. And uh, wait, we got one more, one more quick topic, Jonathan. We got about thirty seconds. Oh. Um, I wanted to ask you about. I mean, I want to talk about. We we hadn't mentioned the Austrian Grand Prix, Australian, excuse me, canceled. Yes. And China unlikely, but you're also you think Japan's. Well, I can't see how Japan's going to go on. I think the Olympics is going to struggle. Uh, they've already had positive tests already. MotoGP that say they're still going uh, to Japan. I see it as unlikely. So and, and Dominicali's saying 23 is going to happen. So doubleheader at Coda. Doubleheader at Coda. Increases yeah. Coda's opportunity. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks, Alex Udell, Hunter McElroy. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in online and on the radio. And we'll talk to you next Sunday. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. <laughs>